So the reality is this podcast is going to cover a whole host and a wide range of topics that to me all fall under the personal development umbrella, but deeper than that, the self-actualization umbrella, which to me is really coming to know who you are and learning how to thrive as a human being in this experience on earth. And so today I want to talk about anger and the way that I've decided to make this podcast is mostly in response to what I'm learning in my day-to-day life or what I'm seeing in my clients or what's really alive for me. I found that if I force a topic, it just doesn't come through as passionately and I don't think of as many ideas to tie into the topic. So we're talking about anger today because I think that in our culture and our society, anger is largely suppressed. And through my lens as a practitioner and a somatic therapy practitioner and, and a, a student of alternative medicine and holistic medicines, what I know about storing emotions in the body is that they cause dis-ease. They cause an unease or a dis-ease in our body, and that can manifest as pain uh, or getting really overwhelmed by the emotion that we don't want to feel, feeling like a constant resistance to the emotion we don't want to feel, sometimes a complete shutdown or numbness within our body because the actual feeling feels too intense, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And this doesn't just have to do with anger, but I just want to point to the reasons that I see which make suppressing emotion such a big concern. So why is it so common for us to suppress emotion? I'd love for you in this moment to consider what your relationship is to anger and what were you taught about anger. When you were a little kid, what were you shown by your caregivers or the people around you about anger? Was it common or okay to yell at each other and fight in your household? Were you told not to yell or never to raise your voice? Were you, was it suggested to you that your anger was actually dangerous or scary? Sometimes men or young men get this impression that their anger is so bad because it's scary. And the reality is it's actually just powerful. And until we can work with that power, we'll probably become scared of it ourselves. So there's a lot of different stories we might have about anger, or belief about what it means for other people to be angry. Another way to check in with what your story around anger is, is to ask how you feel about people who are angry. You know, do you feel like they're out of control? They're immature, they're boisterous, they're scary. That's also going to be another hint to how we feel about anger expression. But what we want is to be able to, of course, move to a place where we can healthily (laughs) express this emotion in a safe way that isn't harming ourselves or others. And before I get too far into what that looks like, what healthy anger expression actually looks like, I want to talk about sadness and anger because some of us are going to default to sadness before anger. And sometimes we can get really stuck at the sadness mark and it never really turns into full anger again, because of our stories or our beliefs or our condition around it. Or we feel anger, but we feel unsafe or powerless to express it. And so we start to cry instead because we think that we can't actually express the anger for whatever reason. Now, I hope you can consider that anger is as available to us as every other emotion on the spectrum, just as available as frustration or impatience, but also joy and elation and happiness. So it's not an accident for our body to feel angry. And I hope that gives you the permission to know that being angry is actually okay. Now, if you feel like you're someone who has a really short fuse and you feel like that's actually causing turmoil or pain in your life, then that is definitely something that can be worked on. But we still want to honor anger that's there. And sometimes being able to express it fully allows the emotion to not feel so much like a pot that's constantly boiling over when we can work on what's happening underneath, which actually, this is a bit of a tangent, is usually a lack of feeling safe. 
So if we're someone who quickly defaults into a fight response or a flight response, uh, yeah, a fight response, which is more of this attacking, dominating, fighting energy, usually associated with a short fuse and outbursts, then it means that we're not feeling safe. And even if logically you think, well, I know that I'm safe when this person pisses me off, or I know that I'm safe when I'm driving in my car and people are being idiots, the truth is your nervous system doesn't feel safe. So because your nervous system doesn't feel safe, it's going to move out of a regulated state into a dysregulated state. And if for you that dysregulated state is fight, then of course this anger is going to come online. In another scenario, maybe the the default state is actually freeze or fawn. And someone who defaults this way might have a little more trouble accessing that anger. It doesn't mean that things haven't happened to you that warrant a lot of anger. It just means that your response that you learned again, based on your environment growing up, was to move towards more of a shutdown or pullback versus expressing of the anger. So no matter what end of the spectrum you're on, chances are there may be a little bit of suppressed anger in your system. And there's lots of ways that we can move this and work with it. And I'm going to talk you through some of them, and they're probably going to sound a little weird or even crazy, but I want you to try and be open-minded because What's happening when we feel an anger or any emotion is that there is a chemical release in our body. I'm sure you've heard this on some Instagram post or some other podcast that our emotions are just basically a chemical cocktail that gets released in response to our environment uh, or a perceived threat or a perceived stress. So just as those emotions are energy, as some people say, emotions are energy in motion, that motion wants to leave the body or be met with the same level of intensity in order to expel it. So when I say it wants to be met, we use these types of exercises in anger and frustration release specifically, where we're meeting the intensity with um, an inanimate object, let's say. So for example, when you're wanting to move anger and connect to anger, it's important that you are actually connected to it in your body, because sometimes we can try and move away from something. But the goal here is to move with the anger and move it, move with it out of the body. So as I said before, an inanimate object, what might that look like? Example, a towel. Sometimes when I'm working with clients and we have anger come up, the most safe thing to do for them and what feels good and a good invitation is to hold onto a towel and basically rip and pull against the towel that you'll probably never be able to rip in order to move some of this intensity. We can do something similar by pushing into a wall or even tensing and releasing our muscles. And again, before <laughs> before you write this off as being immature or childish, I want to bring your attention to, ch- to children because children actually know how to express their emotions really well. And that's why we see little kids stamping their feet and holding their breath and squeezing their hands. It's because they want to do the same thing. They want to meet the intensity with strength and power in order to basically dissolve it. Now, this works a little bit different for sadness, and I'm not going to talk about that in this episode, but anger is really an intense feeling, right? It has a lot of energy and power behind it, so that's why we want to meet it with this same thing. And of course, another big one for anger release is going to be sound. This is the screaming, the yelling, the moaning. And if you haven't tried screaming into a pillow, I would highly recommend it, or at least just feeling if there's a part of yourself that thinks, oh, maybe that would feel good. Maybe that is okay if I try that. And I understand that most of us weren't taught to move anger, so it can feel really foreign to consider any of these exercises. But I'm telling you, once you let this energy move through your body, it will actually clear your mind and create a space for you 
to process what's actually going on because we all know that when we are sucked into emotion, we tend to make less informed decisions and be a little more reactive than we would be if we were more calm and level-headed. So if we can give ourselves the space to literally let it out, whether it's hitting this pillow into the wall, screaming into the pillow, yelling into the pillow, then we get to come back into a situation way more calm. Um, I've had clients tell me that they have gone into the bathroom or the closet at work and push into the wall. Again, this is like a kind of like a deep breathing exercise. You're really meeting it. I've had clients tell me that they're, they squeeze and release their muscles systematically in order to meet the intensity that they're feeling at work so that they can go back into the dynamic with a colleague or boss or manager, whoever it is, and handle it from a more level-headed place. So on a personal note, I'm briefly interrupting this podcast episode to tell you about a really neat little offer. It's called the Manifestation Bundle, and it's a bundle of online courses that are largely in the personal development space. So courses on money manifestation and astrology, courses on improving your self-worth, limiting beliefs and boundaries. And so as you can tell, it's a pretty broad bundle. There's over 22 courses in there. If you bought them all separately, it would be valued in like the thousands of dollars. But the deal is that for this week, between July 12th and 20th, this bundle is on sale for $99. I also have a course inside the bundle. It's called Healing the Helper, Rewriting Your Relationship to Compassion. This course is really for the person who recognizes their people-pleasing tendencies, but feels a lot of resistance to setting the boundaries that they know they need to set. So this is going to help you set boundaries in a way that feels really good and easy and also helps you claim a lot of your energy back. So whether that course sounds good or any other topics that I listed, I would definitely recommend checking it out. You can find it through my website at elevatewithjoe.com manifest. That will also be linked in the show notes and through my Instagram profile. And For myself, I'm offering an extra bonus that when you buy it here through me, you're also going to get a free coaching session with me. So that $99 gets you the entire bundle, including my course, plus a one-on-one coaching call with me if you would like to cash that in. Again, the link is elevatewithjoe.com slash manifest and you have until July 20th to grab that. Okay, back to the episode where I tell you about my adult temper tantrums. Frustration and anger is one that I definitely have worked with so much on my journey. I found a lot of frustration in my body, a big part of me that just wanted to say, get away from me, a big part of me that wanted, that just felt like, you know, no one got it, everyone was dumb, and all of this was really shadowy stuff that my ego had built up over the years based on my conditioning. And so for me, I really held a lot of frustration in my chest, in my right shoulder, and now I'm able to recognize it so easily when I'm feeling impatient or frustrated or angry. And instead of fighting against it and thinking I need to be calm, I just allow it. And I recognize that my body is feeling angry or frustrated. And so by me saying I shouldn't, I'm just denying reality because the reality is I do feel that. So at this point, this has led to a few adult temper tantrums. And this is where I just let myself basically lose my shit in a controlled environment that's not going to hurt me or anyone else. And usually for me, that looks like yelling into the pillow or hitting it into the wall. In some scenarios, I know that my anger and frustration is a little bit not unwarranted, but maybe I'm reacting to something that someone else wouldn't react to. And it doesn't matter because it's my truth of what's happening in my body. And so I make space for myself and I let my body move it out. And then there's other scenarios that are more universally upsetting, like a breakup, for example. When we go through a breakup, there's probably a lot of emotions that need to process through our body. And this usually happens in waves 
over varying amounts of time and it's not just that we can be sad for x amount of days and then be over it you know it's going to keep coming back and keep moving through us and so sometimes breakups come with not just sadness but also anger if being angry is your truth and there's a lot of validity behind why you're angry or even if there barely is it's okay to allow yourself to express that anger again i really really am inviting you to walk away from this podcast and think about am i expressing my anger in a healthy way And if no, is there more opportunity for me to express anger without feeling guilt? This is my next point on my notes here, is that so often we feel bad for being mad, especially when we're mad at someone else, because if you're listening to this, I feel like you're probably a very compassionate being who is pretty in tune with the world. And so you recognize that you're mad at someone, but then you see the innocence in them and you see and have compassion for them, and you understand why they did the way that they did. But the reality is that both of those things can exist together. They can be, they can have a purity to them, they can have maybe even no malintention, you can see their innocence, you can be compassionate, and their behavior could have crossed your boundary. And when our boundary is crossed, our body responds with anger, and that's our system's way, our body's way of saying, hey, this isn't, this doesn't work for me. So anger is a really healthy way for us to start to understand when our boundaries are being crossed. And so, of course, we can go express anger without hurting this person that we feel angry at. And removing the guilt from it is going to make it easier for probably all people involved because then you actually get to honor your anger and then you can go back into the situation and handle it however you want to. I feel like most of the guilt around anger comes up with my clients when I ask them to express verbally why they're mad. I hear, I'm mad at you because da-da-da, but I understand this and na-na-na and I feel bad for saying that, but that's not the point of the exercise. The point is to just express how you feel. So we can also express anger through words, through journaling. You can alchemize it by writing a poem or singing a song that really connects you to the experience that you're having and allows you to release this anger and maybe after that creative expression there's still a screaming into the pillow or hitting a pillow into the wall or pushing against the wall or whatever feels good but your only job is to just connect to it and let it move through you again to create the space and to let it run its course. So as I said, I fully admit to throwing adult temper tantrums and it really is a temper tantrum and maybe I wouldn't want someone to fully witness me in that. I think there's some people in this world that it would be okay for me. It's okay if you don't want to be witnessed in it. You can still do it in the privacy of your own space and of course sometimes there's little bouts of anger that I need to regulate. So one of my favorite ways to do this is actually toning. So this is sound and I'm often actually growling or moaning a little bit and kind of mean like, you know, like just letting out, letting my primal body express. It doesn't mean I'm hurting anyone. It's just letting the energy go because if the energy is there, again, my body is going to be in a stressed response. And when we're in a stressed response, then we're not going to be focused or creative or expansive or connected. And so when we feel these emotions or this dysregulation in our body, the invitation is always, how can I move this and how can I let this go? Again, in a space that is respectable and it makes sense. 
My one wish for this episode is that it opens your mind to your relationship to anger and how you express it. Because basically every single one of my clients has hesitation when I invite them into one of these practices, but when they lean into it, if they feel safe and ready to do it, there's always release at the end. And again, sometimes it moves from anger to sadness. Sometimes it moves from anger to laughter. Sometimes it's just anger to relief and The quality of sleep that my clients usually get that night after that kind of anger expression is really powerful. Not to mention, it can of course be very deeply healing to the body. Thank you so much for listening to me talk about anger. I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments or you can DM me on Instagram. My handle is J-O-H-H-H-A-N-N-A. So happy to have you here and I hope to see you in the next episode.